Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We're giving sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on the 1997 Leonard Clark case and much, much more. Press, what's poppin', baby? Jules, man. I'm good, man. But hey, I got vacation on the horizon. I know you all out there mm. at the lake house. Jealous. Yes, sir. Can't wait to join you on some vacation time here, sir. Oh, no. Because, we, you know what I'm saying, you, you about to go to Iceland, so you all good. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, time off away from them madness of work in Chicago, man. I mean, listen, I, it don't matter what you're doing, man. It, 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 that shit all counts because it's time for you to decompress it and get your mind right. Yes, sir. You know what? Vacation is good, man. We all need it. Hell we yes. all need it. <laughs> man, hustling, bustling throughout the years, and you get a few weeks, man, definitely. It's definitely enjoy because I'm, I'm enjoying mine. Just sitting out here with my wife and I sitting out here at the lake house and we're just hanging out, relaxing, and doing some doing a little up upkeeping on the house. But you know, that's you know, to be to be expected. So yep. uh man, my mother-in-law is out here with my sister-in-law. My mother-in-law's birthday's coming up, so we're gonna celebrate out here. We're gonna do a little grilling and just man, just just enjoy it, just just enjoy each other. What are we throwing on that grill, man? What are we throwing so, on that grill? Man, we get some ribs, we got some brocks. Some shrimp. Uh uh, what else? Cat some some fish. Okay, okay. So man, it's it's going down. Man, I'm I'm over here. Shit, my mouth water because I, I, I ain't had no dinner. Man, that sounds good. <laughs> oh damn. Man. Hey man, let me let me see. Let me send something your way, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but hey man, but I know you're getting gearing up for a vacation though, but how's everything else on your end? Everything good, man. As you you know, last week, man, we interviewed Ice Cube on the yes. other platform, so that shit was fucking crazy and dope, and all the things that you could imagine. <laughs> and that was fire, man. I listened to that, man, too. Hey, man, y'all did you and do it, man? Y'all did a great job, man. Cube sound relaxed. He was having enjoy. He was enjoying himself, man. And you guys was having fun. with everybody was laughing, man. That was a dope interview, man. I appreciate it, man. You know, it was funny, man, because I didn't know which way that thing was going to go. Because when you think about Ice Cube, Ice Cube, a very stoic, kind of straight to the point type of guy, man. But mm -hmm. I feel like he was, man, he was giving us something, man. He was real good conversation, man. Man, that was, no, it was, it went perfect. It went perfect. He, he laid out some, some dimes and you guys was throwing out some great questions and man, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know you told me you and wifey was uh 
was uh listening yep. to it. I was I was, I was appreciative of that because you remember she used to call me she used to call me Joe Jackson back in the day. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I hope she was proud of Joe Jackson in that moment. Oh yeah, because you know what happened to the Jackson Five? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he made them. He made them superstars. Yeah. <laughs> when she said that, boy, I, I damn near fucking, I damn near pissed my pants when she said that. Oh, <laughs> so, so hopefully she proud of old Joe Jack. <laughs> oh yeah, she was happy, man. She was excited. What's, what's up, man? Tell her, hey, we come a long way, man, on these platforms. Yes, sir. More to come. More to come. Well, Jules, hey, man, before we get into this episode, man. Let's dissect this listener letter because okay. we got a lot for the audience on this show this week, and I just want to give it its just due, but listener letters coming up first. The listener letter audience comes over from Ebony, and man, I know I always say this every time we get one, but y'all and y'all problems, these listener letters are doozies, man. I say this every time, mm -hmm. Jules, but I'm telling you, again, audience. Can somebody send us a listener letter over where it's not some convoluted, twisted-ass situation? Oh, man. Jules and I like those, too. <laughs> yes, sir. All these entanglements. Damn. Oof. So here we go. Ebony, 35 years old. She said, my boyfriend of almost two years just received a promotion at work. Congratulations to him. And she said he accepted the position to move from Dallas, where we live, to San Diego. But she said he accepted this position and relocation without even speaking to me about it. She said he brought it up to me after he had already made his decision to move to California. Yeah. However, he mentioned that he wants to continue to date long distance, but I'm unsure if it'll work. I have no intention of moving from Dallas as my whole family is here. But to me, it was pretty telling that he didn't even consider me or our relationship in his decision to relocate. She said, this is difficult for me because I'm happy for him and I don't want to come off selfish, but I feel like my boyfriend doesn't value this relationship or me. She said, there were no plans of us to move in together or take the next steps in our relationship. She said, however, his ex-wife and him, they started to live together after one year and were engaged after two. She said, I feel like the writing is on the wall and I'm just in debt again. She said, jewels and prints. Am I overthinking this situation or should I walk away before I'm hurt even further? Why do you think he didn't communicate his plans with me beforehand? Ebony, you got a lot of questions and we got answers. Man, Ebony, that's uh, actually is a good question. It, 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 it's good that you think this way because as a relationship, that will be one of the things. I'm, I'm just, let me put myself in, in my man's shoes. Um, I get a promotion from work. I'm happy, more money, better opportunity. Um, she's one of the first one I'm telling. My partner. Now, he didn't. He he accepted it, and he didn't discuss it. Didn't discuss it. So that's, that's kind of that's that's a flag. So that's something to be be thinking about. Um, why he didn't communicate with you? Because to me, I'm thinking this relationship is probably not as important to him than his career. I'm I'm just thinking. I'm not saying that's what it is. This this is just what it's it seemed. Because, like I say again. If I'm with you, I'm with you. You my girl, you my girl. If I'm if I'm moving up, you moving up. I'm letting you know what's going on. Then that way, but because I have to move from uh, Dallas to San Diego, um, so 
that can be a that can be a deal breaker. So it's like, I I got this promotion. I'm like, you know, because we're dating, this could potentially be, uh, you know, get married or whatever the case may be. But my job is sending me to San Diego. Are you willing to move, relocate with me, or you know, what what are we gonna do? So no, you're not you're not wrong on on you're not overthinking this. This is a conversation you 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 got to have with him on why he didn't ask, why he didn't check with you first, not ask, but why he didn't check with you on about the move, about the promotion and stuff, and um, and pretty much go from there. But this right here, prayers, uh, uh, and the long distance, cause he, my man already made, he already made his mind that all right, I'm taking this job, and she's going to have to deal with it, but we'll we'll. We'll still go together. We'll still be girlfriend, boyfriend, or whatever case may be. And then we'll just, I'll fly back, shoot fly over here, and this and that. We'll just, you know what I'm saying, kick it long distance wise. But me personally, he didn't tell you because his career is more important, in, in my in my opinion. So I look at it like this. I'm I'm going I'm just gonna say this relationship to me, Ebony, does not have staying power. Mm-hmm. I think this man has kind of told you where you stand. I think this man is telling you, and not so many words, your place in his life. And you're not first, first. you're not second, you're probably not even third. Because as Jules said, if he had a promotion, and let's just say, Jules, take being married out of the equation. Right. If you and your significant other just were in a boyfriend-girlfriend phase, mm-hmm. and you got a promotion, I'm sure that's the first person you go into and saying, hey, I got this opportunity that came up. I wanted right. to run it by you because, right. hey, it, it could mean a difference in our situation. That is what adults do. So, Ebony, if he didn't do that, that means that, man, he's not putting you first or second or third because you should have been a part of that conversation. Now, the second part of it, Jules, I will say, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with someone being selfish in the sense that this is my career, this is my livelihood, I want to take an opportunity because you don't know when the next opportunity is going to come around. I can see that part of it too. But what I think is, it's nothing wrong with being a person that takes a promotion, but it's the lack of communication. That's the part that I kind of feel like this man's not invested in his relationship, just like Jules said. It seems like you're more invested than he is. And of course, he's going to say, well, we should still date long distance because he still gets what he wants. And in fact, he gets the best of that both worlds because you don't know what the hell he's going to be doing in San Diego. So this man moving out there, relocating, get this mm-hmm. job, and he can act like he's faithful and doing all these things. But shit, you don't know what he's gonna be doing. Come on. And San Diego is nice. Trust me, boy. So uh, many yeah. options out there. Yeah, I, I've been out there a few times. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> and it don't sound like just from the sound of it, you you saying that. Mm. Y'all don't feel like y'all made any sort of progress in a relationship. You said y'all been dating for two years. His last relationship, he was already engaged after two-year mark. So what's the difference between you and this person? Yeah, right. You should ask him, hey, would you have uh, relocated while you were dating her and didn't involve her in the process? Mm -hmm. See what he says. I don't know, man. See, this is my thing, Jules. It's nothing wrong from, in my opinion, you know I'm a very career-driven person. There's nothing wrong with being career driven mm-hmm. and so forth. It's nothing wrong with occasionally being selfish. Right. However, man, right. communication, man, you gotta let this woman know what's up. Well, man, you can't have her sit over here like, oh, you're moving? 
Oh, why am I right. just finding out? That's fucked up. I mean, my man, the, the moving truck is out in front. He he packing ready to go and she coming around like, where are you going? You know, is, he probably told her when she started when he started ordering boxes. She's like, Where right. you got these boxes? Oh, about that. I'm moving to San Diego. <laughs> he said about that. Oh, you know what I've been meaning to tell you. Yeah, I've been meaning to tell you. I just <laughs> was waiting for the right time. Like when uh pick up the moving truck and right. all my stuff is packed up and getting up out of here. And, and you know what Ebony says she had no intention of moving out of Dallas. So how's that gonna work long term? What's that what's that relationship even look like? Well, well right. Just think about that, Ebony. You're not going to be there. He's moving to San Diego. Is the conversation like, hey, we'll see how this goes for a year, and then maybe I'll potentially right. move to San Diego, or you may come back? Like, I feel like you guys need to have some strong <laughs> – I think they need – Jules, I think they need to have some um, some long conversations. I think right now there's a lot of gray area going on between these two. Yeah, man. First of all, to address the whole elephant in the room and why he didn't uh, let this woman know what his, what his plans are. Get that out the way first, and then, all right, what we going to do? Uh, I mean, truth be told, he already didn't told you his, his uh, you know, what we're saying on there. He already didn't told you what, where's his thoughts at. <laughs> so it's, it's more like the ball is here. It's, it's more like what you want to do, Ebony, in this case. Because are you even going to be satisfied with the answer? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think it's probably, it's probably just better that's for you to, you know, say in part, you know, it's probably just better for you. Like, you know, go ahead and, you know, do what you do and, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll play. We'll, we'll go from there. We'll, you know, like you said, Prince, we'll, we'll have a conversation. But at this stage of the game, it's like, I mean, is is this even going to, is this even going to work, man? I don't see it working. Mm. I don't see it working, man. Not and Ebony, and Ebony, we're not trying to be negative. We're just trying right. to just tell you just from a man's standpoint, right? There's no way I'd make this type of decision without discussing that if I'm invested in that person long term. Mm -hmm. No way. Right. Mm -mm. Because either I'm going to want to try to have you come with me or try to figure out, well, is it any sort of time? Is it, I would say this, Jules, is there any sort of time period possible that I could get you out here? But there's mm -hmm. three months from now. Six months from now. That's the conversation. So if y'all not having new type of conversations, man, this man ain't thinking about you. No. Mm -mm. He already had chose a job over you. Let me ask you this, Jules. In what case would you be comfortable if you're talking to somebody and they make a decision to move out of the state? What type of scenario would make you comfortable? If it's like, let's say if a, uh, a parent and the parent is... is elderly and needs help okay i mean you know that's hey ladies you gotta take care of your mom or your father i i, I can't come between that but for anything else if we're in a relationship i mean i need to be included i mean that's just me i need to be included and that way you give me the option on uh you give me the option on 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 what what uh, what was my next move gonna be and you know, so uh I mean, and then you you do have people that get homesick and stuff, so I think that it's valid, but the whole thing is like you said, press that communication. Mm -hmm. if, if you present it to me, if you if you give me that option, 
then it's on me. It's like, okay, you know what? No, go ahead and do you. I, I get things going here. I can't, you know what I'm saying? I, at least I had the option. Right. That's the thing. She didn't get no option. Hell no. That's why he, she, he that's made why the she decision. mad. Right. And he made the decision. This is his move. <laughs> right. He, he said he gone. He got a promotion. He moved. He going from Dallas to San Diego. And hey, listen, yeah, we'll, We'll, we'll keep in touch. We'll work this out. We'll make a long distance relationship. You ain't even get no option. You ain't giving no option, bro. That's why she. No, that's why no. she's sitting there contemplating on should she even stay in this relationship. I tell you, she ain't gonna be happy with the with the with the answer. No, uh -uh. It, it ain't. It, it's done. So yeah, not unless my man can really, could, not unless my man have a really good excuse, a really valid uh, reason for what the, the reason why he did it. Maybe it was a time. Thing he need they need to answer right away, but still, well, even still, that, still, right. And I, and I tell you one thing, Jules. He better have plans in place for how often they're gonna see each other, what that's gonna look like. Because man, long distance ain't easy. No. And I hope y'all wasn't having problems before. Because if y'all having problems and y'all together all the time, what you think gonna happen when y'all got distance between? A lot Man. of sharks out here in the world, Jules. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And like you said, Press, they really need to have that big grown-up conversation on, like, okay, where are we? What are we doing? Are we? What are we doing? What's the plan? And is this long term, or what? What is this? So, the com the conversation is going to be difficult, but you have to have. It's not. It may not. It's not going to be pleasant. You might be. You're going to be emotional and be upset, but at least you. At least you, 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 you. At the end of it, you have, you have clarity and you have closure. Hopefully, yeah. Because yeah, I think that's all she really needs, and that's what she deserves. I think she deserves to know what's what. Honestly, though, I don't think she gonna. She's not gonna hear what she wants to hear. Well, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, because he's. I, this is a tough one, Ebony. Because, like I said, I, I, you sound like a very, you know, what I'm saying nice person it sounds like you want to be with this individual but it's kind of sound like my man is just kind of he only kind of focused on what he wants and his needs are and, and trust me jules i've been a selfish partner in in the past so when i'm giving you this type of advice ebony i'm telling you to run for the hills okay okay because when i was like that man please i wasn't thinking about nobody except for myself and those are the date those are the most dangerous type of men today then i can put you first or second or third it's all about their needs and this and that. And, and I'm just mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, Ebony, I've been there. There was all red flags. Run. Mm. Okay. I'm sure there's plenty of brothers down there in Dallas that'll love to have you. Oh, hell yeah. So let him take his stinking ass to San Diego. Yeah, and... take him to him. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> take his stinking ass. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I be, be trying not to go in, but sometimes when I hear something, I'm like, man, please. I was like, man, that sounds like some stupid shit I used to do. No, 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 fuck him. No, mm -hmm. he don't deserve that. Uh -uh. Yeah, it's going to be his long show. Oh, yeah, because you know what, man? It, you know, Jules, you know, I can tell you, when you fuck up as a man, and you know what I'm saying, and you look back on some of your mistakes, you're like, damn, she gone forever. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to be him when it's going to come to Ebony, because he going to end up with some buckethead chick they ain't going to have his best interest. Right. They're going to be like, damn, man, when I was with Ebony, man, she did this, she did mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. See, men, in the moment, man, we don't appreciate what we have. 
is a deeper, this is a deeper thing to Ebony and I'm getting into. I'm just trying to let you know that you need to see your value of your worth. And I just say let this man walk away. Because guess what? He needs you more than you need yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He just want his cake and eat it too. I know you, bro. I know you, bro. Shit, I've been that guy. Sometimes that cake ain't always as good as you want it to be, though, man. Yeah. Sometimes cake can, it can get stale, man. Man, I'm telling you, I had some of that now. Stale ass <laughs> yellow cake. Oh, man. Speaking of stale, all right. So, Ebony, I'm sure you're going to figure this whole thing out. Jules, let's go on with the show. I want to talk to you about the Chicago murder for hire. <laughs> this mom has her 14-year-old son mm-hmm. out here fucking putting out hits for him. And this is the thing. The guy had everything coming for him. In, in my opinion, you're going to sit here and you're going to hit a woman like she a goddamn man. You're a coward. And the 14-year-old puts you down. She gets arrested with the boy in jail, but then the charges are over, overturned and dropped. Jules, I want to get your viewpoint on this situation from the beginning, right? What was your thoughts on this when you first heard about the story? And audience, if you weren't familiar with it, we had a woman that gave us an altercation inside of a hot dog stand mm-hmm. with some men. The man becomes very irate and starts welling on her. There's witnesses. There's people that ran out of there, didn't help her. Her 14-year-old son comes in there, shoots the guy. The guy basically tries to, like, get out of there. The son shoots him from behind, allegedly. Now, right, right, right. That's the cliff notes of the story. Now, Jules, from your standpoint, what were your thoughts when you heard about this and when you read about this story? Yeah, I, I, I read about it, and I'm like, first of all, first of all, why are we, what was it? It was 11, it was 11 p.m. at night. Why are we getting into verbal altercations at nighttime at, at Maxwell's at all people, at all places? You ain't lying, man. When you How look at the we... prices of the when you look at the prices of them damn Polishes, I ain't getting mad at nobody. I'm about to get this Polish with grilled onions and fries for two dollars. I ain't got no problems with nobody in here. Right. why are we first of all, why are we first of all, why are we getting into it? Why is my man well, why are we first of all, why are we getting into it? Get into a verbal altercation at Maxwell's at eleven o'clock at night. It's eleven o'clock at night. I know people just want to get your food and go, but there was a an argument ensued. I don't know what was it. I don't know what they was mad about or whatever. But the, you can hear the brother on the video was talking about say one more thing. I'm gonna knock your ass out. And we got other people was in there because you had somebody record. Well, she kept talking, which I wish she didn't, but. And he started hitting this woman. So allegedly that she had texted her son. Now, I guess according to the who's story, waiting, she had texted her son. Who was waiting in the car. Yeah, who was in the car to, you know. I mean, first and foremost, bro, you don't put no hand on the woman. And that wasn't his first time. He, I don't know what the hell you so mad about. He had to tell this woman, you know. No, he's a P. Yeah, he, 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 yeah, he a POS. I mean, you know, he you know, fight women and shit like that, man. Bro, bro, soft. But you're going to put your hand on the woman. Come on, man. Well, you know, what, you know a, what else was soft? 
What's that? You had them grown ass men that was watching that Dude, shit and they was, running out of there. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Like, what are we doing as a society where, like, men, we're going to look. We're going to watch another man put his hand on a female. We send it to recording. That's, I, I mean, I'm more mad at that than anything. I don't get it, man. Come on. Come on, black men. I'm calling y'all out because y'all y'all let that happen. Somebody could have bitch. Somebody could have easily stepped in and said, bro, chill out. Somebody could have said, miss, just go ahead and get your, you know, get your food. You don't got to talk to him. But then when you start hitting him, somebody could have jumped in. Bro, what you doing? So she called, you know, text her son to come on in there because she can, you know, she got problems. And he sees her, you know, let you see a mom getting getting hit, getting beat on. And he had to, you know, you put him, he's in a situation where he had to shoot him. Now, I don't know, that's that's the story. Then you got the, you know, you got the witness, which is the old boy's female, and the mom want her shot. I'm like, man, this story got it. Yeah, a lot of terms to it. So, so, um, so I mean. I don't know. They got they brought up. They was uh, the police was looking for a person of interest, and you know they brought these. You know, came in. They turned themselves in. They got charged. Um, they got charged, but later on, Kim Fox said there was some merging evidence, and they dropped charges. Okay. Uh, okay. Well and good. I mean, sucks. I mean, somebody's dead over some bullshit. Really. All this is just all this could have been avoided. Just like so much of the stuff that we see out here, senseless. Okay, we are gonna. I'm sitting up here like, man, what is the, what is the, all right. Charges dropping. It's just, it's just sad what, what happened, man, because somebody lost their life over, over, over nothing, man. Over nothing. It's pointless. It's senseless. And it's a lot of the shit that we're seeing here, not just in Chicago, but we're seeing it across the country where people with these guns are making reckless ass decisions. That son, in my opinion, he did right by his mom. Because I ain't no way I'm going to see some big-ass, grown-ass man hitting on my mom the way this guy was hitting on his mom, and I don't do nothing. So that kid was obviously put into a tough situation, Jules, because the mom texted him. He went inside. He saw what was going on. He reacted to it. In my opinion, self-defense. She was a, a valid Ford card owner, legal gun owner. So it is what it is. Now, on the part that kind of made me kind of wrinkle my face up a little bit with Jules was when I heard that the mom also told the son to shoot the witness too. Mm -hmm. They said the witness was egging the situation on. That part was a little interesting to me. Now, what I will say is, is when they were both locked up, my initial thoughts was what they locked up for. You had somebody that's dead that to me was a piece of shit that didn't deserve to be here anyway. This guy had a, a long rap sheet, seven different women that he had beat up, and he thought shit was funny. And you could tell by the way he was acting, too, in that video, Jules, you saw that that wasn't his first rodeo. He was that quick to want to put his hands right. on a woman. I bet he wouldn't have put his hands on you or me like that. I bet he wouldn't have. They would have been fucking peeling that son of a bitch off of me. Ain't no way I'm going to see some shit like that, man. As much fucking respect as I have... For the black women that fucking raised me, and I see some shit like that, boy, pulley. Right, I I didn't get that. I didn't get how you so how you so mad and so angry. You want to put your hand on a female? Listen, man, if she gonna talk, 
Like, what? All right, whatever. Let her talk. Yeah, all right, whatever. 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 Just as long as she don't put your hands on you. But even still, man, bro, I'm just here to get my, I mean, listen, man, I'm just here to get my food and that's it. He could have stepped outside and wait. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's stupid, man. It's stupid. It's stupid. You guys over there arguing and stuff, and you lost your life over some words. Mm-hmm. Now, no, then, you know, saying the 14-year-old had, you know, he protected his mom, but you don't know what kind of state of mind he's in because what what he had to do. Thank you. You know what I'm Thank saying? You. That kid now better be in some therapy. Right. He's 14. He's 14 years old. He ended up, he, had, he killed somebody. After his mom told him to shoot and kill him. How can he go to school normally now? Would everybody know what the hell happened? Right. Especially in this social media age. Good luck with that. I mean, the only thing is that, you know, he was protecting his mom. I he was protecting him. But there, you know, you know, Chris, you know how people are. You know how kids are. Somebody gonna make somebody gonna say something stupid or, you know, just some crazy stuff. I mean, it, it was just a bad situation. I hate to hear that because uh, all this killing, the senseless killing we have out here, man. We can't go into a damn restaurant and wait on some food without our altercation, and you know, somebody end up dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, is is that where we at in society? You know, I'm, 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 you know, it's, it's too much killing out here. We should be on, on, we should be on one accord. But this shows you right there, Jules, what the problem is. The problem is we don't even know how to act around each other. Right. We don't even know how to coexist with one another. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what could have caused y'all to be that upset with each other at the fucking Maxwell Street hot dog stand. Bro, when I've gone to those places in the past, I'm in and out of that bitch. Right. Right. It don't take long. No. Your food don't take long. Bro, them motherfuckers be quick with that shit. So what we even arguing about, first and foremost, second thing, there's no way my mom, in my opinion, Jules, I can only speak for my mother. Right, right, right. There's no way my mom would have called me and told me to come bring a gun to do nothing. No, uh-uh. Now, no. I'm not going to sit here and take shots at this woman, but my mother wouldn't have done that. That's all I'm going to say. And you put that boy in a bad spot because what you think a 14-year-old boy going to do? That's his mother. You can tell by the video. He was, I, I mean, obviously he was nervous. He was fumbling around with it. He was fumbling. I'm surprised he didn't shoot himself. Yeah. But he was fumbling around with it. I mean... If so, whoever's listening ain't never been in a in a fight or some type of confrontation, it's it's hostile. It's hostile. Drilling's going. If you're not trained or 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 equipped, you're not thinking. You know what I'm saying? You, you know the fight, flight, or freeze kicks in. I mean, like you said, press put this boy in a situation where, you know, he had to be. He had to shoot somebody. Well, what if he shot his mom? You know, I mean, it, it's a lot of stuff could have played out, you know, could have happened. You know, that's why I was so angry 
first of all, I was angry at the fact that they got into it at, at, at you know, at, at Maxwell. They got into it where it physically, you know, he had to put his hands on her. He put his hands on her. But I'm also angry because we got people, we got grown men watching. You know, I'm I'm more angry at that because it's like, oh, we got we got to protect our we got to protect our black women, we got to protect our kids, and in this one situation, this one incident, we fail both. We fail both of them, and it's like, man, this you know, black men, we gotta we gotta we gotta stand up here and say enough is enough. You know, don't let this stuff play out. You, when you see it getting hostile, all right, y'all, come on, man. It's 11 o'clock at night. Ain't nobody want to hear this. That's how it be me. If I was in there waiting on my food and they argue, I'm like, hey, y'all, chill out. Man, let me, you know, <laughs> get my food, man. Man, just grab your food and you go one way, you go hugs. You go your your way. He's but, like, it ain't that deep. Let's get this food and let's go home and right. chill the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right. Because, you know, essentially, what are we arguing about? Nothing. Even if the person cut in front of me in line, go ahead, go ahead. That shit happened all the time, especially on the south side. Motherfuckers act like you ain't there. Fine, go ahead. I'm, it ain't. I ain't that. I ain't that tight of you stepping in front of the line. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'll get my food soon. Whatever it was, I'm at this point in life, Jules. It ain't that fucking serious. Nope. It ain't that damn serious. No, it's not. I had to tell somebody recently. They're like, "Oh, I, I blew the horn to somebody, and uh, to got them to pay attention to the move." Mm -hmm. And I said, "You better stay off them horns. Mm -mm -mm. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't it's do it. Too much going on out here. Too much road rage. People get triggered by less. Stay off your goddamn horns. See, I don't right. even know what my horns sound like. <laughs> I know, my, I know, mine sound new because I barely use it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to tell Monster the other day, you know, I'm talking to him on the phone. He honking at something. I said, boy, you, hey, yeah, I know you're Monster up. and all, but hey, be, yeah, hey, be careful. Hey, it's a lot of Monsters six feet under, so, you know, you better yeah. relax. Yeah. Relax. Because ain't nobody going to fight you, boy. They going to fucking try to peel your cap back. Oh, no. Right. They, they yeah. shooting. Yeah, Monster, he, 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 he an extra large meal. They ain't going to, they don't want to deal with all that. Uh-uh. And that's Monster. the thing. Ain't nobody using their hands. These no. cats out here, they're cowards. No. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. This guy that did this to this woman is a coward. And now it's setting her up for a lawsuit because now she's about to sue the city of Chicago. Right. And that and that right there had me going like, huh? Like, damn. Like, what happened? Should enjoy your freedom. Uh, right. I was, I was, that's prayers right there. I, that was a little confusing. Because I'm like, what was she suing the city for? I mean, I I mean, because it's my job. I'm looking at it like, okay, well, if 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 the allegedly, all right, your son ended up shooting his cat. He ran out. Your son ran out. You tell him to keep shooting. He shoot him a couple more times, according to the story. Well, the threat is gone. So technically, that's murder. All right, okay. Kim Fox dropped the charges, which I'm like, okay, I'm dumbfounded, but okay. I mean, first degree was a higher charge. I, I wouldn't went with that charge. You know, saying voluntary manslaughter would have been a more appropriate charge, but okay, I'm not the state's attorney. But then charges dropped and she sued the city. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to win that one. I don't think she's going to win nothing either. Yeah, she, I, I, don't, I don't know. She's now, if the city. The she's talking about the emotional distress that her and her family had to go through because of all this. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. 
Which I can't, I can't, I can't deny that they probably right. been through some shit. Right. Yeah. Especially a fourteen year old. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's the one I'm worried about because right. at that age and what he did and the fact that he was locked up, ain't no telling how that boy's feeling right now. I swear to God, they better have some resources around him twenty four seven. Yeah. Yeah. He would need to talk to somebody. He definitely needs to talk to somebody because. Shit, man, and that's something. He, he, that's something he got. He got to look at for the rest of his life. So now he had to have people help him cope and just live with it. You know, we're going mm. from we're going from a twisted situation to a twisted individual. Jules, Antonio Brown, man, everything that he touches, everything that he's associated with, it just turns to shit. What's up, man? I mean, now he he had the Arena League team. And then they get kicked out of the fucking league because of this guy. Hey, B, man, he. I, Prez, I ain't going to lie to you. When I heard about this, why? I'm not surprised. I mean, why am I not surprised? Because, I mean. It's like A.B., like this dude been kind of this dude been <laughs> this dude been, <laughs> been just, just just been in the news and. You know, far as his career in football, he how he ended up leaving out of football in a way, and how he burned bridges with different people who've been helping him out. Mm-hmm. Now he got the uh, this the Serena Football League, this team, and it was even a time where even the security guard didn't even take didn't even believe this dude was the owner. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if my man is just just mentally capable of, of running something like this man i mean but we see you know what i'm saying we see everything we have we need to see from it if it may be we've seen all the stuff we see we see all the the things he's been involved in and, and how and how he handled things this is just another this is just another one in uh not some you know just another thing on this belt where hey this dude try to you know have a team but Players wasn't getting paid. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I just it's it, I I know they're frustrated. I know it's messed up. I mean, um, you know, now he's getting sued. I mean, it's it's I mean, it's 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 shit, it's wild. bad. Yeah, it's, yeah wild. it's wild, right? I can't inform the words, but but I'm not surprised. <laughs> I ain't surprised because he show you who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. So it's like work for that you know uh, it's just messed up man because to your point jules you look at this situation so his father played for this team so this team should mean something for him so when he became owner of the team you would think that he would have took pride in it but he didn't everything he did when that in his short time owning this team was a circus from him telling the fans that he was going to play for the team and then not playing for them for him telling the fans Oh, I'm gonna try to get Cam Newton to come play for a game. Cam Newton they had no interest in playing in that, that shit. Cam was like, I'm gonna stay far away from you as I can. Mm-hmm. To your point, players won't get paid. Mm-hmm. Players did get paid, and he reversed mm-hmm. the damn paychecks. It took the come money on. out of their bank accounts. Wasn't paying league fees. Was a bit right, right. Like, what are you doing, AB? He's over here arguing with other owners in the league. He's arguing with the damn league. 
I bet they couldn't wait to kick that damn team out of the league. And it's the thing. You're playing with people's careers, bro. These are players that are playing in the AFL, bro. They're trying to get somewhere in football. Right. As a former player, you should be the last person that want to interfere with a player's dream. Like, what are you doing? Do you forget where you came from, A.B.? Are, are you that much into yourself and, oh, I'm A.B., that it don't matter by anybody else? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. You When, when A.B. came out of college, A.B. wasn't no top draft pick. He had to grind to get where he was at. It's like how some people forget when they get to a certain level, they forget the struggle of how it was for them, and they shit on other people that are trying to get to where they're at. That's not a good look. And you know we shot A.B. some bill in the past, but I can't do it no more because you can't keep doing the same shit, man. It's just bad behavior after right. bad behavior. Right. I just don't rock with it, Jules. I don't rock with this type of shit. It's no. stupidity. The way he carries himself as a father, I don't respect. The way he carries himself as a man. The way he carries himself as a business professional, if that's what he want to call himself. No, man, he's a trash human being, and it sucks. Because... Man, he at one point, AB was probably one of my favorite players. Man, that dude is gone, man. No, he ain't there no more, Jules. No, uh-uh. no, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the transformation came from. I don't know who did somebody say something to him that where he's like, he's like the cat's meow. But bruh, you are who you are. And I'm not surprised because you've shown who you are for for years now. And I'm surprised anybody will want to do business with you. Hmm. You know, I'm really surprised because you are a terrible human being. When you mess with people's money, man, you mess with people's families, people's dreams, bro. Right. Here you, again, another black man. Hmm. Have an opportunity. You 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 can help so many other people out. Talk to them, Jules. And you do this? I swear to God, I'm glad I'm not one of those. Because, dude, I would have come after you. <laughs> That's real talk. And dude ain't shit, so... You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be nothing for me. If I had to spend a night in jail, whatever. I don't care, because, bro, you ain't going to play with my dreams. You ain't going right. to play with my fucking money. Right. Right. You know, it's like, bro, you know, grow up. You got yours, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you cold. But I don't mean shit if you're an ugly human being inside. Mm. It don't mean nothing. Dude need to get his act together, man. He need to tighten up. He really do. I'm glad these players are suing his ass because they don't get everything that they are entitled to. Because you don't do that shit to people, man. If somebody worked for you, they deserve to be paid. Point blank. If you're going to be the owner of a team, then do the shit the right way. If you ain't capable of doing it, then get the fuck out of the way for somebody that wants to do it the right way. Because you sure didn't care. Because you can you can see with the way that he was moving, Jules, that he didn't care. He didn't care mm-hmm. about the players. He no. fired all the coaches. He he got rid of this player. Got rid of this player. Was revoking access to players in hotel rooms. It just it was a mess. A man shouldn't act that way. You don't mm-hmm. hold grudges in business. If someone does something to me, Jules, that I don't appreciate, we having a conversation. 
Right. I'm not going to do little underhanded stuff to try to get at you. Who does that shit? Well, people do a job they deserve to be paid. Mm-hmm. Point blank. They're not paying people. They're not paying your bills. They're taking money back from people after you paid them. That shit's clown-ass behavior, man. It's clown behavior. And it couldn't have been me. I couldn't have been one of the players. Like you said, Jules, these, these players are trying to live out their damn dreams and, and, and trying to make something happen with them. This is probably their last right. chance. Yeah. And right, to get to the pros. Yeah, and then look at the players on this team. Now, they have lost this a whole season that's this gone up the smoke because of this fucking son of a bitch. It ain't right, man. It's not right. He wouldn't let somebody play with his career. See, this is the thing. A.B. had the opportunity in the, in the NFL. The only person that ruined A.B.'s career was A.B. Was himself, right. But you had that opportunity and you did what you wanted to do. You went out on your own terms. Meanwhile, these people, they didn't have that opportunity. They got kicked out of the league. Ain't no other team going to pick them up now at this stage of the game. It's fucked up, man. It's really fucked up. Yeah, it's 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 a that's that's a sad, yeah. That's just a sad uh, that's a sad story, man. It's just a sad story. I mean, like I said, press we we said it all. You dealing with people stuff? You don't act that way. You don't act that way. You've been there with these people. You've been you've been to the spot where these where these players trying to get to. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be the board person that that's out there trying to help them get you know achieve their their, their dreams. Yeah, but that's just. Hey man, like I said before, I'm not surprised. He showed you who he, he showed you who he is years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. I'm not getting into the AB business. If I'm anybody, NFL, AFL, sponsors. Oh, uh huh. It's bad business. Don't get in business with this guy. He's unreliable. Mm-hmm. He's unpredictable. The ego is is out of control. You can't work with somebody like that. You can't work with somebody that's unreasonable. He's unreasonable. Because there used to be brilliance there. Mm-hmm. Now it's just sad. Yeah. And you know that the story's going to end really. It's going to something, something fucked up's going to happen. It's going to end very bad. It's going to end very bad for him. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, only thing we can just hope for that, you know, somebody kick him in the head and he start thinking straight. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's not going to end well if he keeps this up. Well, Jules. Before we get out of here, I want to revisit a story from when you and I were in high school, the Lenar Clark beating that took place here in Chicago in the Bridgeport neighborhood. Now, there was a podcast. They did like a seven-part series on this. And when I saw kind of what they did, I said, you know what? I think me and Jules need to revisit this in our own unique way. Because what they did is they kind of took it from the standpoint of the uh, the guys that went to jail. They kind of shared their story and kind of talked about like how Lenar Clark and his basically his assailants kind of became friends and yeah, he kind of befriended them over time, right? So that was kind of how they kind of crafted the story, which okay, that's fine, that's cute. But for me, it was a lot of people, Jules, that I would hit up after that podcast came out. I said, hey, y'all remember this story about, about Lenar Clark? And they were like, no, I don't remember that. Oh no, I don't I don't recall that. And I said, you know what? Me and my boy Jules got to get on this pilot, and because I guarantee you, there's a lot of people that don't know anything about this story. Because when it happened back in the '90s, this story was all over the newspaper, all over the news. It was everything in Chicago, and it's kind of sad that we're in this internet and social media phase now, 
where a story like this is totally just being erased from, from the memory of the city. Because honestly, Jules, that was one of the most ugly examples of racism in the city of Chicago. You talking about a kid that was riding his bike and he went into another neighborhood and they beat the brakes off of him. Yeah, man, uh, Prez, I Bridgeport always had this. You know, this bad reputation on a, 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 a community, a neighborhood that we don't go to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's um, it's messed up because the Sox Park is close to, uh, is in Bridgeport, I want to say. Um, well, now it's yours, but yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I mean, if you... You know, if you, come, if you find yourself wandering off, you know, you can, you, you know. You'll be in find, Bridgeport very quickly. You'll be in Bridgeport, right. <laughs> you know, so it's like you, you have to, who's coming up? up. That was one of them areas, Dad Mountain, Greenwood, uh, Canaryville, you know, some, oh, of those, yeah. some of those neighborhoods. We just, you know, we had, the, our parents told us stories. That, Evergreen Park. At the Marquette Park back in the days, mm-hmm. you know. Every green but man, every green part. Just we don't belong, you know. We just we just stay away from there. Yep. Um, yeah, but you know, 1997, man. I mean, 13 year old man, Leonard Clark. I mean, he he, you know, he stayed in the gardens in the public housing, but um, you know, he was doing you know, being a kid, you know, 13 years old, being a kid, just riding his bike or whatever the case may be. You know, a couple of cats came up, you know, Bridgeport, you know, dudes from Bridgeport came in. And jumped on him, beat him, you know, brain damage. Comatose. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you have, of course, the the the, the churches and NAACP and you know, really pushing, you know, the public relations There's campaigns on far as the the family, the, the main guy who did the the fight, the the beating. And because, you know, he's you know, son of a mob boss. You know, his family was connected. So, so his, of course, his family trying to, you know, trying to sweep this under the rug, trying not to, you know, his mom was trying to, trying to, you know, have the judge show leniency and this and that. And, you know, the witnesses wasn't, you know, really good, good witnesses or whatever the case may be. They get off with, I think, slaps on the wrist. It was one of the things that just, it was, it, it, it was messed up. And I would, you guys see your, your racism, your racism really big at, at, you know, you really see it big at that that incident because all he all this kid was doing was just just being a kid, and you know, some white guys came and jumped on him and, and beat on him, and and it was big because you had big racial tensions in between that family and also with the with the black community because of course we all we want justice, and I think they get the, the main guy Caruso. I think he did what a couple. I think three, he three did three years, years. if I can remember. Uh, he correctly. did three years. He did three. Okay, yeah, he did three years. But I mean, I mean, the damage already done, man. I mean, three years, boy, suffered. You know, young, young, young. The teenager had suffered brain damage and stuff. So I mean, it's just, a, it's just a bad scene, man. I mean, it's just and a he, bad scene. And even the mom, you, you put her in a situation where. Even though she's mourning her child being all messed up, she's got to plead to the media mm-hmm. and the community and asking for everybody to forgive right. those people. And this is what I always say. It's always our community has to fucking forgive and turn the fucking cheek when we're being the ones that are being victimized. Dude, you hit on the head there, man. I, 
Listen, <laughs> I grew up in the church. I understand in order to be in order for me to be forgiven, I must forgive. That yeah. Listen, certain certain things is like nah. Let 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 me let me grieve. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me stew on this. And when I'm ready, but we've shown time and time at the game where, you know, and I forgive them. She got upset, you know, she prayed for them and she forgive them. And it's like, wow. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's only, that's only because she's a spiritual woman and also with uh, Lenore Clark's mother, just spiritual, just spiritual people. I mean. But I was going to say this, Jules. So one of the things that you talked about, we first touched on the story about the fact that Bridgeport has been known over its history of being extremely hostile to Mm -hmm. people of color. And it still has a little bit of a tinge of a little bit of racism. Even sometimes I'll go to some like bars or whatever over there. I still be kind of feeling like it still feel a little weird over here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But what I will say is in this situation with Lenar Clark, they beat his ass because they prided themselves in, in that neighborhood of keeping black people out of their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That's what this whole thing was about. This kid got put into a coma, not because he bothered anybody, not because he was a threat to anybody, but because of the color of his skin and the fact that in their community, they didn't want a dark-skinned right. kid in that community. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a, a personal story to tell from that time. So you had the Lenore Clark situation going on. Jules and I, we went to private school. We went to St. Rita. I played football, and we were playing a game against Brother Rice High School. Brother Rice is a school that's in the suburbs. It's in Mm -hmm. one of the suburbs that Jules talked about, that we weren't necessarily welcome. In this particular game, I made a play. I'm going to the other sideline, and I get a chance from grown-ass adults and parents calling me buckwheat. Mm. Oh. oh wow. And it's one of these things, Jules, where when that happens to you as a kid, that just stays with you. And see, people don't understand that type of stuff where they're just like, man, certain things be happening and prayers, you always like got something to say about this, and you always got something to say about that. I'm like, because the shit never fucking leaves you. I've been disrespected for the color of my skin since I was a fucking teenager. Mm. It has not stopped. And I'm a 43-year-old man in this fucking world. And it still happens. Lenar Clark, 13-year-old boy, beat up because of who he is. Mm -hmm. See, people don't understand that. We are more than the fucking color of our skin. Right. Mm -hmm. And we keep trying to get people to realize just because something didn't go your way, just because this kid's riding his bike in your quote-unquote neighborhood, he was a child. These were fucking 17, 18-year-old yeah. motherfucking kids. Right. And y'all do that to a 13-year-old kid and his mother's got to fucking apologize for y'all behavior and what y'all did to her son? Yeah, I ain't get that one. When that incident happened to me in high school, the school tries to downplay it. My high school does nothing about it because guess what? St. Rita's run by white people. You mm-hmm. had a white, you had an incident from one white school to another white school that, that pertained to a black student. And guess what? When it comes down to it, 
They're not going to fight for the black student, just like nobody in the city fought for Lenar Clark. A mm. three-year fucking jail term yeah. for a kid that almost fucking got killed? Come on now. No, right. No. And, and, and we know the reason why. Of course we know the reason why. We know the why. reason why. I mean, his family's connected, but also the family got the, protect, the, the complexion for the protection. But what you just said a second ago, Jules, because that's 100% what it was. That family was connected. Mm -hmm. Tied into right. law enforcement, tied into the city hall at the time. Mm -hmm. So they took care of the kids. Right. So let's, let's be on three years. I mean, come on. Um, Dude, my cousin got three years back in the day for selling weed. Which now I can walk down the street with my car and about pick up a fucking eighth of weed. Right, right. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah, it'll text the hell out you, but yeah. You... But you, you get, get my point though. You get my point though. That's what they was locking people <laughs> yeah, up. No. Meanwhile, three years for almost beating somebody to death. That kid was in a coma for weeks. I mean, it, it goes to show you it, you see the residue of it today. And we talked about the youth a lot of times on this, on this, on these, on these shows, prayers. And sometimes we have to look back, and people need to look and take a take a step back and look and say, "Well, what's going on with the youth today?" I mean, yeah, there's a lot of fingers to point around, and you know, you know, we can talk about the youth need to take be held accountable. But some things is just. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's like a powder keg. It's like, it's coming back, like, you know, far as systemic racism or racism in general. And these kids not uh, today are not, that, that won't happen today. In today's time with Leonard Clark. They'd have that whole bridge. Uh, ex exactly. So when, when people look at, well, What's up with these kids, you know, today and stuff like that? Well, you got to look at where, where, where it stems from. I mean, a little, little percentage of it. I don't know what's going on now, but a little percentage of it. You got to look at, get look at, man, this is this racism here has an effect. Yeah, and, deep effects. Deep, yeah. Because it's generations of it. It's generations. And right now, you know, some of these kids are lost. <laughs> and, and man, and just like the 14 year old we talked about earlier in this episode you know there's gonna be they're gonna need some deep counseling landing conversations on 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 some of these kids because what they go through and what they see and people treating them a certain way and this and that, i mean it's what we see this is what this is what's going on today so is that something jules because we talk about 1997. Yeah, we talking about this racial incident, and I'm telling mm -hmm. you, I have more, many. I'm saying I got many more stories about things that happened to me. I'm not going to tell, share all of the show today, right. Right. but I'm just going to tell you, 1997. We're talking about what happened to Lenar Clark. You fast forward all the way to 2023, and you still feel the tinge of fucking racism. Systemic racism ain't going nowhere. But you think about this mm -hmm. situation with Leonard Clark. Jules, I didn't even realize this at the time because we was teenagers. I didn't realize all the shit that they did to this boy. They slammed his head into a brick wall. God damn. Stomped and kicked him. Punched him. 
I'm talking about this is a 13-year-old kid. And you know what they always say about you when you're a teenager? You're still, your brain's still developing, right? Mm -hmm. We slammed this kid's fucking head into a brick wall because he's black. And I've always said on the show, Chicago then was a racially segregated town, and even more so now. Tell me why, Jules, I could be sitting somewhere, okay. minding my own fucking business, trying to enjoy a drink, just trying to just chill, and I got to listen to people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about, trying to tell me about what's, going, what's wrong with this city. How people that mm. look like me are ruining the city. And I'm like, you sure about that? Who's the one to put these people that look like me in the situations that they're in? Right, right. You sure what us? Mm -hmm. Right. Who's the one to flood our communities with guns, with drugs? Yeah, with dope, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's the people that stripped our communities of the resources that they need? There's never a reason why every fucking corner in our communities there's a goddamn little store. That shit leads to the demise of our people. Jules, I was driving through the, the, the area today. I was coming back from a NASCAR event. Bubba Wallace, one of the racers, he was doing demos over on the south side. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I'm driving through the, the community, and I'm just like, looking at these old men just outside, man, just swaying and doing their thing and just, you know, life passing them by, Jules. And I'm just thinking... If these liquor stores were to hear something else, what differently would these men do? They would be leaders in this community. These were elders. Drunk okay. out of their damn mind. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Damn. We lose a recipes. Mm -hmm. And that is yeah. why we, Jules and I do shows like this because we want people to understand. We talk about a Lenora Clark, a situation they tried to erase off the board. We don't go let that happen. We got a platform where we're going to talk about these situations. And, and, and trust me, audience, you can Google this story. Lenard Clark, 1997, Bridgeport, Chicago. Read it. Read it. Because right. this thing mm -hmm. happened. And it, when it happened, to Jules' point, my mom said the same thing. Don't, you, you know, don't go over in that neighborhood. We used to play football right. against DeLaSalle. My mom, don't go over in their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Their yep. neighborhood is what yep. she said. Don't go in their neighborhood. I thought this was the city of Chicago. See, that was right there where it was ingrained in us, the division. That, hey, that over there is, that's the desirable. And this is ours. The shit mm -hmm. is run down. And people don't understand now why these kids have this mentality that they have. We continue to keep people caged up. We continue to treat people like they're shit. Well, at some point, Jules and audience, they're going to show you what you want. And don't make it right. And I ain't proud of it. But this generation of kids ain't like how Jules and I and our friends operated. We listened to our parents. Our parents said, don't go over there and don't deal with that shit. I'm getting called buckwheat. Nobody fought for me. Nobody did shit for me. Well, this new generation, I don't know what they fighting, but these motherfuckers are angry. 
And the shit's not going to end well until we all do something to try to figure this shit out. But I want people to listen to the tenor of this episode and realize that the city of Chicago ain't just gone bad because of some black use in the last couple of years. This city has always been on the fringe of some sort of racial segregation type of civil war type of situation. And there's things that are bubbling at the surface right now. And if we don't get a handle on this shit, and if we don't figure out ways to come together, we're going to have another Lenora Clark situation come up. We got to learn how to communicate. We got to understand, we got to learn how to, to have differences with each other without them becoming violent. Like we talked about earlier with the hot dog stand. We can't have these situations. This shit is senseless. It don't make sense. We got to learn how to coexist. We are all the same. The majority of us, we all want the same opportunities in this world. We all want to support our families. We all want to live peacefully. We all want to enjoy life. We should be able to do those things, Jules. We should not have to worry about this person's perception of me. I got to prove to this person that I'm not like how they view the black person over there. Fuck that. I don't have to prove shit to you. I'm who I am. I'm black. Deal with it. I got long hair. Deal with it. If you gonna judge me for that, kiss my ass. See, there was a time in my life, Jules, where I conformed. I felt like I had to do certain things to fucking fit in. We are the only race of people that have to change who the fuck we are to make other people comfortable to be around us. When I'm out and about, I see white boys, they can fucking sit here and yell and hoot and holler and nobody feel any kind of way about that. Let me be somewhere and I start to make some noise. Everybody looking. What's going on over there? Right. Why is that? Why can't we be who we are? Why is it when I lighten up my voice a little bit that you that you disarmed? Why is that? Why well, I got to put the Brian Gubble on for you to be comfortable around me? See, see, that's the shit that I want people to fucking realize. Hear us. I want you to feel sorry for me. Listen to what I'm saying. This shit is deep. People do things unconsciously, Jules, and don't even realize it. And then it, it comes and it manifests in the situations like we're talking about with this Lenore Clark situation. Those teenagers were brought up in a household where they were fucking, and that shit was instilled in them, where their parents were telling them, these people are beneath you. We don't want them around us. They're beneath us. Or whatever the fuck else they were fucking taught. But this is why, Jules, when we talk about on this show, why it's important to keep black history in the schools, to talk about critical race theory, because maybe it can save the next generation and we can have more understanding. We can have people that can understand why Juneteenth is a holiday that you should be celebrating. Where you can understand where you don't have to ask those stupid ass questions of a black person. It's not on us to have to always continue to educate. It's exhausting. I've said that to people on this show many, many times. It's exhausting. This story from 1997, it hits home for me because at that time of that incident, Jules, we were 17-year-old kids. That shit could have very easily happened to us. Mm -hmm. The last thing that I want to leave people with on this, most of the articles from around this time, 
They're not available online. Most people aren't going to take the time to go to a public library to read up on this. And that's why it's important for platforms like ours, Jules, to tell this story and to make sure that people don't forget about the Leonardo Clarks of the world. Because he ain't the only one that this type of shit's happened to. We are not going to sit here and let them sweep Leonard Clark's beating under the rug. I, I implore people to do your research and for you to learn a little bit more about Leonard Clark and what happened to him. Don't take our word for it. Do your research. Try to understand what's going on in these communities. Try to understand why sometimes Jules and I, we get a little fired up about certain things. We ain't blaming nobody. We ain't pointing no fingers. We just tell you what, what it is. Facts are facts out here. For me, it's facts over films. Jules, go on and hit him with that curtain call, bruh. Prayers, this curtain call goes out to the Street Samaritan. The Street Samaritans was founded by Neil Karski, who sought out to shed the light on true causes of homelessness and the many challenges people face as they attempt to reintegrate back into society. They have been instrumental in intervening in the cycles of homelessness and poverty by connecting people to solutions and being side by side with them on their journey. Street Samaritans, Prayers and I are pulling back the curtain podcast family. Salute you and we appreciate all your hard work. Hey, Jules, thanks for that curtain call. Audience, as always, we appreciate your continued support of the platform. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening.